Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it and anybody can get it No limit, we get to kill it, you tuning in to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping, any topic, even the random I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rare room That's it, that's all I got to say What's up y'all, it's your boy, Hilliard Guest and you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, we keep it what? 2015. All right, people. Ah, Linnell, what's going down. I, I like do, that. I do, I do. <laughs> so on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture, but our focus is always screenwriting, stories, craft, shit like that. That's mm-hmm. what we like to say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So today... Check it out, you guys. We're live here today at the Hatchery Press, which is a kick-ass new writer spot over here in the Larchmont area in Hollywood. It's for all you writers. Actually, it's, um, I'm going to let my girl Talia, who is the owner here, just give you guys a little blurb about this place. Wait, this, wait, wait. She covered, she's covering her face like people she's can nervous. see her. It's like, no one can see this. <laughs> <laughs> so, Talia, step in here and just tell the kids about what the place is like. Okay. Is this the right level? Um. It's a fantastic spot. It's a workplace for all kinds of writers. We definitely have a majority screenwriters. This is Los Angeles. Um, we provide everything that you need to get your work done. Wi-Fi, free tea and coffee, uh, all kinds of books. We've got a quiet library, conference room, beautiful deck with tomatoes and butterflies, and it's gorgeous up there. She There's... fed me a fresh tomato, and it I was did. delicious. After this, during intermission, I'm going to give you a strawberry. Oh, That's oh, not even oh, a joke. Oh, my God. We're moving uh, in. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's just a community as well. We have lots of events. Like, we had that event with Paul and Jeff last week, a mm-hmm. screenwriting seminar, and we have one of our members is teaching a memoir class. Um, we do free classes every week, twice a week, poetry. What? I'm sorry. Wow. Free classes? Yeah, free. We try to keep things... Affordable wow. as affordable as possible. Mm-hmm. Free is the best you can mm-hmm. get. Uh, it's open twenty four seven for members. Twenty four hours. Wait, is this your spot? It will be. Is this your spot? No. Oh, okay. All right. Very good. And, okay. uh, and we do a free day pass. So come by, say hi, and check it out for the day. I mean, if y'all don't take advantage of that, I'm gonna slap every single one of you out there. You know what I'm saying? You get a free day pass, yeah. a day you can, you can come yeah. out for 24 hours well, and sit here until well, seven. Okay, till seven. seven, and wait and, for inspiration and wait for inspiration to come, to, to, come yeah. to you. You know, and take advantage of like free classes. Well, let me tell you, because I came was it last Monday? Yeah, last Monday, Kevin came in. Kevin mm-hmm. Killebrew sitting in with us. What's up, Kev? What's up, Kev? What's up, Kev? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I came in last week and, you know, did some work in here, and it was a great little spot. Mm. So, you know, we'll be talking. We'll be, we'll be mm-hmm. looking it up. Um, so anyway, y'all hear her voice. Mm-hmm. That's my girl, Lisa Bolacaja. Hello. What's up, girl? Well, nothing much. I feel like it's been a while, isn't it? it- well, it's been like two weeks. It's been a like, couple you know, of weeks. Yeah. Things are going on. So, you know, the news story is going to be popping up pretty soon. So mm-hmm. Tuesday, uh, all people out there, check out Uncanny Magazine. I have a story in there called Three Voices. Uh, for those of you who can afford to buy the magazine and support Uncanny Magazine, I think it's like two bucks. Okay. And if you can't afford two bucks, you can wait until June <laughs> okay, 2nd. you can't afford two bucks. And, and then really? you, or if not, you can wait until June 2nd and you can read it online for free. Okay. You know, but uh, yeah, it's an amazing cover. Mm-hmm. Amazing cover done. Yeah. Uh, I think it's Tran Nguyen who did the cover. 
Okay. And uh, it's amazing. And that's going to be the dress I'm going to wear to the Nebulas <laughs> next month. I keep telling people, you know, that's what I'm wearing. So, okay. so yeah, a lot of things going on. Uh, for those of you who are going to be in Madison, Wisconsin anytime soon, I'll be there in a couple of weeks at the uh, WISCON, the Feminist Sci-Fi Convention. I'm going to be doing a reading. And I'm also going to be on two panels. So check me out on Gendered Hair like and the Mixtape. And the Mixtape's going to be talking about <laughs> black music and futurism and sci-fi and how black people always put sci-fi in their music from Sun Ra to Janelle Monet, P-Funk, yeah, 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 yeah. Flying Lotus. So well, I'll be on that panel well, look, talking. You and the right genre talking. Yeah. So since you're going to get out with all the little sci-fi stuff and all the little genre hey. stuff, we might as well introduce the guest today. I know. I'm excited. I go, my home team over here. All right. <laughs> my WGA road dog Okay. This is my girl right here. Y'all don't even know. This is my girl. So we got my girl. Lisa, I was about to call her. You about to call me Lisa? She about to call me Lisa. It's like it's like when your mom or your dad says that, and they call your name, and like you know who you are. Exactly. (laughs) But we got my girl Lanell White. You guys, I'm talking writer, director, producer, um, staff writer on some shows, which which we're gonna really get into. Mm -hmm. Cool. And um, we are like freaking glad to have you here. And so I was about to say, my girl. Love sci-fi, yes. love genre, yes. you know what I mean? So we got a lot to talk about today. Yes. So how you doing, girl? I'm, I'm doing awesome. I am so glad to finally be here. Because you, you've been asking me for a minute. Every time it's been a year? Yeah. Yeah, we, we would pa- cross paths at the Writers Guild, and he's like, when are you going to be on my show? When are you going to be on my show? I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and she was waiting to have something like, to tell exactly. me. That was like, I didn't have to talk about, you know. <laughs> um, but it's, so I just want to talk about Hilliard for a second, because you've been okay. doing this show for a year. Mm-hmm. And people might not know what a good guy you are. Oh, don't make and me it cry probably, now. It probably comes across <laughs> in, you know, in your interviewing and in the podcast. But here's how Hilly and I met. We were at a meeting at the Writers Guild, which it wasn't a very well-attended meeting. It was only okay. about... There were more people mm. in this room right now than there were... <laughs> what? Okay. okay. <laughs> what? So, this is the former yes. black committee. Yes. Okay, now it's like 30 motherfuckers. Okay, deep. all right. Yeah, great. Yeah. Okay. Now, I wasn't going to say the name, but you said the name. Hey, I'll put it out there. I was going to keep it out there. I was going to keep it out there. A vague meeting. Yeah. She's going to be all low-key about it. But I ain't afraid to fight. I fight. So, Hashtag fight me. I met you at the meeting, and there are four other people there. And long story short... Of everyone there, you know how everyone does the, oh, give, give me your business card, let's keep in contact, blah, 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 and we exchange information. Right. Hillier was the only person in that room who followed up with me afterwards and was like, hey, how are you doing? What's, what, what's happening with your career? How can I help in any capacity? Blah, blah, blah. So, and he actually, you brought me to shadow you yeah. on one of your directing She's going to make me cry, y'all. Mm-hmm. No, no, I mean, you brought, I mean, you, you were... You were legitimately being a friend, you mm-hmm. know, and you didn't hardly know me, but you're like, hey, mm-hmm. I'm doing something. Would you like to tag along? I was like, sure. Mm-hmm. So I tagged along with you to Kim Williams, um, you know, web series. The Unwritten Rules, right. which was a hit show. Right, yeah. right. And then Kim Williams, you know, from that, asked mm-hmm. me to come direct for her other mm-hmm. web series. Yep. So it, it helped me, mm-hmm. you know, my directing mm-hmm. and just another She's a badass director. Mm-hmm. Well, I don't know. Yeah, you are. Good look, she helped me out of some fucking holes, okay? And I've been, I've you been had directing a complicated for a day. You had it a complicated was, day. Yeah. Okay, how are you going to direct? Look, all them pages and like it was two a or lot three of hours. it was a lot of pages and a lot of extras and just yes. it was too much to try it and do way in a day. Too much. But mm-hmm. I was I was just so glad you asked me. And yeah. I, again, I showed up on time. You know, just do a little mm-hmm. thing. Show up on time. Mm-hmm. Don't be a pest. Mm-hmm. You know, just mm-hmm. facilitate the work. Right. Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. So, yeah. Right. So I just want to let everyone know what a diamond in the rough. Hill Thank, it you. Is. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Because this town is a lot of people. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll, t- I'll call you. I'll talk. You know, I'll talk to you. Whatever. You hear that, Talia? You yeah. hear it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. All the time. I'm so you hear that? Yeah. Oh, I think I'm 
I told him I'm not like that. Oh, you hear that? You hear that, Talia? She ain't, she ain't nobody. Don't worry. <laughs> well, thank you very yeah. much, and Linda. Lisa. Mm. I know you from Twitter because you. Oh my God! Are, you were on Pilar's um, show. Oh, that's podcast, right. Yes. And you mentioned something about Guardians of the Galaxy, which will always stick in my head. Because oh my! What my were, dude bro comment? Were, yes, the dude bro <laughs> comment. Because That's when hilarious. I saw the movie, I was like, "There's something not satisfying to me about this movie." When I walked out the theater, I was mm. like, "Yeah, it's fine, but there's something I I could mm. not connect with." Mm-hmm. And when I heard you say the term "dude bro," I was right. like, "I got it." Mm. That's what it is. The I mean, problem is yeah. the dude bro saves the universe. Right. The dude bro saves, comes to the other side of the galaxy where all these people have this advanced technology and all these different. Other yeah. people, mm-hmm. cultures. And how are you going to come up in of, here? And the white dude bro comes in. <laughs> right. I have the answers. Right. I just, right. problem with it. Right. Problem with it. So. I mean, he could be woven into the story like, oh, I can help you do whatever you guys are already doing. But it's like, it's just tiresome. It's just tiresome. Yeah. And it's kind of kind of goes into, it, yeah, and it kind of goes in with the whole thing and I'm upset with Marvel right now. Okay. Mm-hmm. With um, the whole oh, idea. Sorry, I'll make it quick. <laughs> okay. I'm going to make it quick. Uh you know, so you know, Mark, the movie came out, mm-hmm. okay, Age of Ultron, you know, mm-hmm. making lots of money, mm-hmm. lots of people are going mm-hmm. in to see it. But this is my main pet peeve. I mean, you already know I'm pissed because they ain't did a Black Widow movie yet. Okay, we, we need to talk about that. But yeah, how are you going to have a movie where she's integral to the crew? She's she part of the squad. And yet, when I went to go and buy, like, I'm going to go to Italy and go see my toys. niece and nephew. Thank you. The, the toys I are went on to the go shelves. get the stuff to go take to Italy with me to see my niece and nephew. I'm like, mm-hmm. hey, here's the Age of Ultron. And so I'm like, oh, my niece would really love this thing. They got all the dudes in there. You have and Hawkeye, don't have Black, but you don't have Black yeah, Widow. but you don't have Black Widow. You have, you have Ultron, but you don't have Black Widow. Okay, you got a robot. <laughs> a robot that no one knows anything about. Rock, you know, rock, to the character. planet, and, and Black Widow running around, saving yeah. dudes, doing stuff, and you can't even make an action figure for her? And you cannot use the argument that girls don't buy action figures mm-hmm. because I had I had army figures mm-hmm. I had my god when you come to my office at work my day job I run an outdoor science school mm-hmm. I got my Michonne action figures mm-hmm. I got my Dare I got my Godzilla I've got all my Thank little god action figures Michonne. yeah Thank you. Yeah. And so it's kind of like fulfilling that thing. Oh, girls don't buy it because you don't freaking make them mm-hmm. for them. Well, they so, make a I'm limited upset. quantity. I think they, they had some Black Widow and then it's so like they made such a small quantity it sold out. I mean, I'm like, oh, you, you make Lisa. a you make a small yeah. quantity it sells out. Yeah. Ding, and ding, then you ding. don't make, make more. some more. Yeah, thank you. Um, I'm like you. I grew up. I bought. I I, I have my parents. I mean, I like the Voltron Transformers. Yes, so I'm, I'm showing my age here. Mm-hmm. Did but you have the He Man stuff? I had She Ra. I also had She Ra. Thank you. Yes. You know, yes. Princess of Power, and I had all her friends. Thank you. Frosta and you know whoever. I mean, my She Ra used to come and hang out with my Barbie dolls. She used to roll through and like you know Barbie got her little Corvette. You know She Ra. She flying in on some stuff. My other issue with Black Widow. No, since we're going, don't, we're don't, already, we're going okay. okay. Scarlett Johansson, if you look at the cast, who is the one person this past year, year and a half, who went off on their own and had a, their own project that banked? She was in Lucy. That mm-hmm. movie made mm-hmm. over $350 million. Mm-hmm. I think and that's... Under I, and Under My Skin? Yes. Or was it Skin? Was it Skin? Under, under My Skin. Now, nothing against Chris Evans, right. Jeremy Renner, Robert Downey Jr., you know, and uh, Mark Ruffalo. Mm-hmm. But right. they're not going out and doing that kind of project mm-hmm. where they're pulling in that kind of money. Mm-hmm. True. But yeah, I look in the credits at the end of the film, and she's the fifth or sixth one down. Of I'm, course. I'm saying, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, Chris Evans is great. I love Chris Evans. Snowpiercer is phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, but it didn't pull in the kind of money that Lucy pulled mm-hmm. in. Right. So why are you sitting here saying we can't make the toy? Right. We don't have the toy on the shelf. It just, 
there's no logic to it to me. So that's my protesting. I'm not going to see. I'm not going to see. I'm not going to see. I'm not going to see the Avengers the first weekend. I'm going to wait till next weekend. Okay. Because you're not going to get my money the first weekend because this is my little protest. You're going to get my money, but you're not going to get it this weekend. So whatever numbers you thought you were going to get, y'all, she's going to tease them. And I go to my, you know, I go to my little cheap, you know, two, my two o'clock show, and you get in okay. for like four dollars. You know. So you know, yeah. so my little four dollars, you're not getting this week. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Okay. <laughs> so on that little side note, sorry. y'all. We, we, no, it's we, good. Sorry. We, it's good. Yeah. It's cool. Two women on your show. Okay. It's like going hey, on Black hey, Widow. Hey. <laughs> Look, two genre girls, too. Okay. So um, let's go into you yeah. a little bit. Okay. Just give us a little gist where you come from, how yeah. you got into the game, and we'll spend time talking about okay. process and writing She's got a shit. great background from, great like, story. I'm thinking, I need to talk to her afterwards yes. for my yeah. book. Yes. Yeah. Sure. Oh, my God. Anytime. Yes. Anytime. Um, so I'm originally from New York. Mm-hmm. You don't, people don't always hear it in my voice, but it's there occasionally when I, th- you know, if I get angry, <laughs> it'll come out. That, that free point will come <laughs> out. Okay. Are you talking to me? <laughs> All right. So, <laughs> um, so I'm from New York. I was a hardcore sci-fi kid, even though little black girls in New York weren't typically bringing the Empire Strikes Back lunchbox to school. <laughs> that was me. I, other, okay. other girls had My Little Pony and Strawberry Shortcake. Again, I'm dating myself. High five. But <laughs> no, no, not Shortcake. Forget My Little Shortcake. I forget had, that. My Little Pony I had, and I had the Empire Strikes Back. And Thank all you. The, all the boys in Thank school you. were like, oh, that's cool, that's cool, that's yeah. cool. And I was like, this is just what I like. I, don't, mm-hmm. I, don't, I wasn't trying to impress anybody. This is, I love Star Wars. I love Star Trek. Star Trek Next, Next Generation was my show. Mm-hmm. It, it, it premiered on my birthday, so I feel like uh-huh. we are That was your present. Yes. Best be together. Yeah. So I was, you know, I love, I love science. I love math. I was, I was good at those in school. And my parents were like, well, what are you going to do with yourself? And, mm-hmm. You know, go be an engineer or something. Go, mm-hmm. go to school and, like, continue in the sciences. I was like, okay, that sounds good. Um, but I love space. You know, where can I go and do something with space? Mm-hmm. Oh, well... You know, we have the Air Force. I was like, ah, that sounds good. Mm -hmm. So I was 17. I went to the Air Force Academy in Colorado. I spent four long, painful. Really? I mean, it's a beat down. It's It's playing. It's playing a little bit. It's it's like West Point. It's, 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 you know, you've heard of West Point, right? For the Army, where they, Mm -hmm. you know, you do the boot camp during the summer. They Mm -hmm. break you down. You're nothing. And then from freshman year on up, you build yourself back up into a person. Mm -hmm. Um, and into, into a machine. Into, into a leader. <laughs> into someone that can then go out and, and okay. command people and, and mm-hmm. operate in, in today's military. So mm-hmm. I went to the Air Force version of that, which is in Colorado. Um, and it was four years. It, it was, you know, it was, a, it was school and college, and I got my degree, but also had to clean my room. And I had to be mm. at intramurals, and I had to be up at 6 in the morning, mm-hmm. and we had to march, and we had parades. And my Saturdays weren't always my own, okay. you know, because we had so many commitments and responsibilities in terms of, you know, inspection, parade, right. football game that you had to go to. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it wasn't an option. And then on top of that, iron, Wait, you had to go to iron, to go, iron your uniforms. And you know, I mean, did you just have, mm-hmm. and then you have responsibilities in your squadron in terms of mentoring the younger mm-hmm. um, cadets in your squadron, or you have a leadership position. So it was a busy four years. It was okay. tough, but after that, and you had to be physically fit too. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. so run your mile and a half, and you know, and do your push-ups and your pull-ups and all this other stuff. Wait, did you have to run a mile and a half every day? Uh, in, in boot camp, for sure, for sure, at least, <sighs> at least. And that's a short day okay. with a with a, with a <laughs> rifle too. So yeah, it wow. it was a beating. And I'm doing this in Colorado, which is a mile up. Oh my god! Okay. In the high so altitude, I was in the best shape of my life when I was, you know, eighteen. She's still 19. in good shape. And when she came down the mountain, like she run, you know, run people yeah. ragged. So yeah. anyway, I did that, and then while I'm there, I was like, my only thing was I want to get a space job. I want to work in space. I want to, mm-hmm. you know, I I was getting my degree in engineering, and I was learning how to track satellites in my computer programs. I was like, oh, this is going to be great. I was very nerdy. 
Then while I was there, so when the apocalypse happens, <laughs> she a pretty. We gotta make sure she, she can track she a pretty stuff, man. Okay. <laughs> so, and, and I'm, I'm taking forever to tell. No, 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 that's no. Good. Anyway, go ahead. So, while I was there, needs of the Air Force, they say we have a pilot shortage. We don't have enough pilots in the cockpits. We need pilots. We need pilots. We need pilots. Mm. And I'm like, oh, okay. It'd be cool to fly, I guess. Mm-hmm. My eyes are pretty good. I, I passed the... She went all... She went, she went all... Uh, okay. She went all R. Kelly on us. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, but the eyes are a big thing. If you don't have depth perception, yes. if, you, if you can't see colors, and that eliminated a lot of people who were dying to be pilots yeah. because they, their eyes were not good. So I had good eyes. I could... You know, I was the right height and weight. I could fit in the cockpit. I could do the maneuvers that we had in our mm-hmm. little training program. So I, after that, I went to pilot training. And so... I, you know, and let's just sort of summarize. I spent 10 years on active duty in the Air Force. I flew the KC-135, which is an air refueler. It's big gray 707. Mm-hmm. Same jet that John, Tra- John Travolta flies. Really? Same body, but instead of, he's got, you know, leather seats. <laughs> okay. And a hot and tub. And a hot exactly. <laughs> we just, t- we got the inside and we just put gas in it. Really? And so, yeah. And I got to. So just to transport stuff or something? Well, or we what? transport people a little bit, but it's mostly we put fuel in it because we uh, put fuel in it so that we can refuel other planes okay. in the air. And you do it while you're in the air? So you were flying wow. an airplane and yes. you're the one who was in the air because yes. they, they have that tube thing that comes yeah. down yeah. and sticks yeah. down it's in called the boom. Yeah. See, Lisa knows a lot. Yeah. Lisa knows a lot. Yeah. So, so they go, she reads. She reads. No, no, but it's like to me that's always <laughs> fast because it's the timing and everything yeah. and you've got to the, like, the rendezvous of trying to get oh the two airplanes together at the same moment and fueling. Once you hook up, it's not as hard. It's kind of like, okay. And then you got to let Oh my God! Ho- you just press the button and let yeah. it go. Playing right? the hookup. Well, the other thing in, in from being in the the receipt or being in the, I've got the gas and I'm giving it to old boy in the back. One thing I have to worry about was how much fuel. I have to make sure I have enough fuel for me. Okay, giving Don't them give the gas. And like, yeah. Yeah. Oh damn! <laughs> so you're constantly like managing this fuel panel, which is from 1950. Those. Planes were built in 1950, right. you know, and so I'm flipping switches and trying to make sure. And you don't want to give them fuel from certain per- parts of the aircraft because then you can mess with your center of gravity. Right. Just, oh, okay. There's a whole, there's so much to it. I mean, See, that, that's not the job yeah, for me. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. So then after that, I did that for a while. Um, did that, I flew that plane for four years. And then I was transferred to little southwestern Illinois, a place mm-hmm. called Scott Air Force Base, which is right outside of St. Louis. Mm-hmm. And, I've, and then I started flying Learjets, which is a white, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. little business exec jet. Mm-hmm. And I would fly the generals to all their meetings. So I would... Oh, cool. I would take... Because we have 26... She out there with Colin Powell cousin and okay. stuff. Yeah. Well, <laughs> close, close. I mean, and I did fly some congressional members, okay. too. And I also flew some Medal of Honor men- mm-hmm. members. And just, it was, mm-hmm. you know, it was great. And it was a good day job because... When I was in the tanker in my previous aircraft, I was deployed a lot. You know, after, mm. especially after nine eleven happened, right. I was never home. Right. Mm. You know, I was always gone, which was great when you're in your twenties. Mm-hmm. I got to see the world. I mean, I've been I've been to places like Iceland. I mean, who goes to Iceland? Right. You know, I, <laughs> what, a, what a great pitch when you're in the in the room. You see yeah. why you get staffed a lot because when you go in a room and you pitch right. Yeah. Right. that you've been all over the yeah. world, your experiences yeah. are just frequent. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, yeah. that's amazing. I know the Middle East a lot better than. Okay. You know, I probably want to, you mm-hmm. know, but mm-hmm. it, it was my job in your 20s, you know, to get to do that and to, be, to have that responsibility. I mean, I was 25 and my, my jet was $42 million and the fuel wow. on it cost another, you know, half a million or whatever. And I've got to get the mission done. And I've got my crew that I've got to make sure that, you know, they're taking care of, they're eating, they're, mm-hmm. you know, sleeping and not mm-hmm. having issues that we can get it done. So wow. it was, 
phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, so then I, I flew the Learjets for a while, which was fine. But then around 2005, 2006, mm-hmm. I was coming up on the end of my commitment with the Air Force. Right. And I said, okay, what do I want to be when I grow up? This flying thing's fine, but I feel like there's something else I need mm-hmm. to be doing. And there was a little movie called Brokeback Mountain. Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. I tell, I tell everybody this. I mean, it was, I mean, because I, of course I loved, you know, movies my whole life and mm-hmm. I loved TV my whole life. You're looking at someone who snuck onto the Warner Brothers lot back in 98. Yeah, she did, she did some thug shit. You see what I'm talking because about? Because <laughs> I was so in love with this show called Lois and Clark, okay. The New Adventures of Superman. So I was like, okay. I gotta sneak on the, mm-hmm. so I snuck on the lot. Please, Warner Brothers, do not come at me now. <laughs> Let it That's go. Me, that's, that's like me at Universal Studios. Yep. Okay. But I, I always loved it. And, I, and so in 2005, I went and I saw this little movie called Brokeback Mountain that was getting a lot of buzz. Mm-hmm. And they were showing it in St. Louis at one of the art house theaters. I tried to go on a Friday night. It was sold out. I'm like, mm-hmm. what the? Mm-hmm. And then I was like. <laughs> they don't know who I am? Right. No, no, no. It was just that I didn't realize we had such a strong gay population in St. Okay. Louis. I was mm-hmm. like, oh they, oh, they all came to see the movie. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, well, I'm buying my ticket in advance. I'm coming back Saturday. Mm-hmm. So when I saw the movie, was floored. Mm-hmm. When I walked out the street, I was like, why didn't I make that movie? That's the kind of movie I want to make. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the other message in the movie is, you know, if you're familiar with it, I don't want, spoiler alert, I don't want, I don't want to give away. Okay, it's been, damn it. It's been a couple First of years. All. But, it's been a couple uh, years. Too late. The, one of the characters <laughs> in the movie, it's about the life you didn't choose to take because mm-hmm. one of the characters is like, we could have had a good life together, but you mm-hmm. didn't want it. And there's always that regret that I could have, should have, would have. And I was mm-hmm. like, I do not want that regret in my life. So mm-hmm. what is it I want to do? So from that point on, I started writing and directing short films. Mm-hmm. Getting involved in the St. Louis, you know, independent film scene, which isn't large, but is committed right. to doing what, what they can. Because what, uh, right. what's that one film you showed me that I loved with the hotel and the guy? Oh, and the Good girl? Night Trina. So that was one. That was one. That was one of the samples I sent. You know, fast forward a couple years later, mm-hmm. that was one of the samples I sent that got me staffed on Army Wives. Just the oh, script, really? yeah. Mm-hmm. So okay. it's that, and so I was just trying to write and direct short films, and mm-hmm. then. I met a man named Ken Lezebnik, who's from Missouri. He's written on Touched by an Angel. He's written on Star Trek Enterprise. Mm-hmm. I think he wrote on that show. And he was you know, from Missouri. He came back. He did a workshop for women. Um, and I attended and you know, made a connection with Ken, right. kept in contact with him. And it's all about being professional, mm-hmm. being on time, not being one of the troublemakers in the program, <laughs> contributing to the program, and stepping up in a leadership role a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because that just sort of comes naturally to me. Sure. Mm-hmm. You know, if I see a, a vacancy, I'm like, oh, you know, who's managing the schedule of when we're, you know, working in this program? Because we were helping him shoot a pilot that he wrote. Okay. So he had written a, a pilot and he, you know, he had brought some of his friends who were actual mm-hmm. Hollywood people to do the key right. crew positions and we were just shadowing. Right. Sure. So from that, you know, I kept in contact with Ken and then he hits, he hits me up in 2012 and says, oh, Linnell, what are you up to? I was like, well, I'm debating film school. I'm debating this. I don't know what I'm going to do. Da, da, da. He's like, send me some of your writing samples. Army Wives, the showrunner, is looking for uh, a veteran because he's lost someone f- from his staff. And mm-hmm. he'd love for it to be a woman. You know, and, if, and a veteran is a plus. So just send me your samples. We'll see what happens. So I was like, all right. Just, I was like, this is Hollywood. I'm in mm-hmm. St. Louis. Nothing's mm-hmm. going to come of this. Had you watched the show? Yeah, okay. I'd seen the show. Okay. Um, I, I can't say I'd seen every episode of the show, but I was familiar with the show. Okay. I'd seen okay. it. Um, so I sent my samples, which had nothing to do with Army Wives or even related, but, you know, this is, this is my writing style. Here, mm-hmm. here you go. And Jeff Melvoin, who... Love Jeff. Yes. That's Jeff, my boy right Jeff there. Jeff Melvoin <laughs> read my samples, liked them enough, called me on the phone, said, hey, mm-hmm. can you come out to L.A. and meet with me? I was like, mm-hmm. sure. I'll fly out to L.A. and meet with a, 
executive producer of mm-hmm. a TV show, a guy that's worked. And I looked mm-hmm. him, looked him up, and he's you know he's worked. Raymond I got I got to interrupt you. Did you fly yourself? Uh, yeah. <laughs> you flew. Yeah. Did y'all yeah. hear that? Yeah. Did y'all hear that? Uh, see, she it's important. Ask. She yeah. asked. It's uh, important. Are you going to send me a ticket? To exactly. Come? No, no, no. See, people never. always think never, uh-huh. never, never, uh-huh. because that shows that I'm committed. That I'm I'm in. Exactly. I'm all in. I'll come out here and meet with you, even if nothing comes of it. I've made a connection with uh-huh. a executive producer and on I get a to TV hang out show. for LA for a little bit. Yeah. For those of you guys who know, just a quick little claim. Disclaimer or whatever. Yeah. Um, Jeff Mulvoin is one of the top showrunners in town. He also runs the showrunners program at the Writers Guild, and he is known for being the. And you'll get into this in a minute. He's known for being like, you come on his show, he mentors you all yes, the way up. Absolutely. And you have I'm you living can get proof into of that. that. Living proof of that. Go ahead. So I met with Jeff, and he was like, "Let's talk about your writing a little bit. Here's what I liked. You know, here's what I'm looking for for the, for the show. Um, would you like to come be on my staff?" And I said, "Absolutely." <laughs> so. That's my break into the business story. I, it's kind of like what Jeff Thorne was talking about last or a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. No one else will have, you know, everyone's, how do I break in? How do I break in? You won't have a similar story Nobody. to what I had. Right. Mine is mm-hmm. a very Cinderella, plucked from obscurity. Mm-hmm. And other thing, Jeff was looking for something specific. You know, it's a writer's room I tend to look at as um, a lineup. Like a, a like a batting lineup on a baseball team. Okay, you're looking for a guy that can steal bases. You're looking for you're looking for people with different skill sets. You right. don't want fifty. So you're casting it. You don't right. want nine right. A rods. Right. Mm-hmm. You know you'll get a lot of home runs, mm-hmm. but you know you got to sort of if right. you get in a slump, then you're screwed. Mm-hmm. So you know he was looking for you know a right handed closer. You know, mm-hmm. and I was that right handed closer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so mm-hmm. who knows the world? Who flies the plane? Yeah, right. yeah. And plus, he's doing a military-related exactly. show, uh-huh. and I could bring some of that background to it. Mm-hmm. And we ended up bringing an Air Force character on season seven, okay. played by Brooke Shields, who was just complete delight. Mm-hmm. And I was just so happy to see her in the uniform that I mm-hmm. wear. You know, I've been wearing for years. Right. And she represented, and, right. and we had some good story for her to do. And mm-hmm. she was shaking things up. I was like, all right, this is good drama. <laughs> right, right. This is exciting. Right. So you know, that year on the show, I learned so. Much because you had never written for television. No, anything. it was no. mainly like screen. So when you walk in, right. you're like, "Hello." Was, were you? Was your confidence level coming in? Because my confidence of the level. My confidence of having level. that background of the military, or was it like, "Yeah, I'm gonna come in there," and you just came in there like, "Okay." What am I my doing? confidence level was low writing wise, mm-hmm. but again, coming from the military, you know, spending so many years. I'm like, there's nothing out there I feel like I can't learn. Right. Okay, mm-hmm. I will hit the ground running. I will learn this. I'll absorb this. If it means me staying later or okay. talking to other writers. You can fly a plane. Yeah. You can sit in the writer's room. Yeah. Look, 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 yeah. look, look. I can fly a plane. Look. Feel another plane. Exactly. <laughs> Listen to music on my iPod. Uh-huh. Make sure this 40-year-old plane don't fall out the sky. Yeah, exactly. exactly. I think you can handle yeah. the writer's but, room. And a lot of it is knowing, knowing how to read people, which, again, you learn by right. managing right. and leading. Right. And, and, uh, and there were times where I was thrown in circumstances in the military where Oh, all of a sudden, I'm in Cyprus. What what goes on? You know, I just, and you just have to figure it out. And it's mm-hmm. like you learn how to hit hit the ground with your boots on right. and just figure it out. Mm-hmm. Um, it was, but it was great in terms of because Jeff did mentor us. Mm-hmm. Jeff didn't just throw me into deep in the pool. Jeff let me write a later episode in the mm-hmm. in the show instead of like you're not going to write episode two and three. You have right. the senior co you know senior co EPs do it. Mm-hmm. And then I just got to learn learn the room, learn how to sit there and be quiet, which you don't need to come in there day one talking. No. People and, think they do, yeah, but you don't. Throwing, I mean, your mm-hmm. job as a staff writer, learn, uh, contribute where you can't. Don't do the verbal vomit. Some people feel like, I need to be in there just talking and throwing out ideas. It's like, mm-hmm. formulate a good idea. That's mm-hmm. better than just throwing out 15 
half-formed ideas. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But that's my style. And everyone mm-hmm. wants to do that, that's fine. Mm-hmm. But my style is like to watch what's happening. Think, I'm a big thinker. You guys have t- talked about being introverted mm-hmm. people. Right. I'm a big internal thinker. Right. Um, I don't need to be the funniest guy in the room. I don't need to have all the... the the eyes on me at all times. Mm-hmm. I can sit there quietly and think and then say, hey, well, what about if we did this? And they're like, oh, that's a good idea. You know, and just, mm-hmm. just contribute mm-hmm. any way you can. Sure. So, yeah, Jeff, I mean, I was really surprised at Jeff. There were some days where he, his office is way, I'm staff writer. My mm-hmm. office is far away from him at the, <laughs> the hallway. Okay? Not that it was a bad office because I, drove, oh, yeah. I right. drove past it today actually getting here. Yeah. It's on Melrose and Van Ness where we used to Memories. And I was like, oh, it's like yeah, that first show. Right. Oh, I'll right. never, mm-hmm. you know, I'll never forget that first show. Mm-hmm. Um, so anyway, his office is way down the hallway and on a Thursday afternoon, Four o'clock, he'll just walk, you know, walk down, like the room is done or whatever. He'll just, and we're still hanging around. He'll walk down and like knock on the door, come on in. Hey, um, did you get a chance to look at those uh, acting, you know, uh, auditions of the actors? I was like, was I supposed to? He's like, oh yeah, I just want your input. I'm like, I'm a staff writer. Mm-hmm. You want my, well, I just want to make sure, you know, they look like they're military and they could, mm-hmm. they could fill out the uniform. They look, you know, they fit the part. I was like, Wow, you know wow. this guy don't need to ask me a freaking no. thing, mm-hmm. you know. But he's just there's so probably inclusive. already a consultant on the show. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. And we had him on because the show um, shot in Charleston, so the writers okay. room was here, and the show shot in Charleston. Mm-hmm. So we had those people, but he was like, "No, I just, I just want your input," mm-hmm. you know. And I'm just, I was just so grateful for the opportunity. I learned so much about breaking story mm-hmm. and act breaks, and also the process. I'm a big outliner now. Mm-hmm. I don't, I like right now. I'm wrestling with this outline on my current. Um, pilot I'm writing and people are like oh I, I, I don't people some people are like oh I don't spend much time on the outline I just want to get to the writing I was like no mm-hmm. no the outline is what I spend and that's what Jeff preached mm-hmm. too it's like if you have an extra day or two spend it on the outline exactly. do not just go writing the script because you will get stuck because mm-hmm. I'll, I'll spend a month on an outline yes. and a week or two on a script yes, I mean just exactly. getting the first one out exactly yeah. and that's, that's kind of where mm-hmm. I'm, I'm at with this latest project so yeah I learned outlining is key I learned how to Hear notes from the network and not get. Oh my God! I can't mm-hmm. believe. Oh, how dare they? It's like okay, that's hear interesting. That's mm-hmm. an interesting take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We hadn't thought about. It. We'll get. We'll, be, we'll get back to you. Mm-hmm. We'll consider that. Uh-huh. And sometimes they had mm-hmm. some valid notes. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So I can't say enough about that experience. Um, now after that, you know those. You know the show. Yeah, I was going to say because I want to get into. Yeah. This, this is an interesting process. You get on a show, yeah. right? And it was a, was a good show. It was a, yeah. it was a, it was a very popular show. Yeah. But it was, she just happened to come in the last season yeah. where they were about to you know they weren't sure if they're going to keep it on the right. air or not. Right. And then it doesn't get picked up. Right. right. Now it what? Motherfucker? Now what? Yeah. Now what? You, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So let's talk about because last year yeah. was an interesting year for yeah, you. Yeah, it was because yeah. I mean it was. It could you know it, it's one of those things where I remember last year for staffing season. You know, I would get so crushed when mm-hmm. my agent would send something out and we'd get feedback back that, oh, they're just not going to, mm-hmm. not going to, they, they didn't really like you or they're not going to recommend you for this or that, the execs don't really feel you or mm-hmm. whatever. And I'm like, oh, okay. And now my attitude is so different. I was like, okay, you know, mm-hmm. just, okay, they don't mm-hmm. like it. Move yeah. on. Mm-hmm. Write yeah. something else. Mm-hmm. So I spent that year after Army Wives got canceled just building up my So you wrote a couple samples. stuff last year. Every time yeah. I told you, you had a new yeah, script, didn't I, you? So I wrote a sci-fi, because, you know, sci-fi is my mm-hmm, wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm Star Trek's, you know, right. uh, Star Wars girl. Mm-hmm. And so I added, like, an Air Force element to it. And so I have this ship that's time-traveling and going to different parts of our, um, our history. Mm-hmm. And, then the pe- and then you interact, you know, it's different. I have a black female lead, and she mm-hmm. interacts with people in 18... 18- 
08 or whatever. Right. That's a different exchange yeah, right. than what she's used to, right. you know, in her time, which is, I forget, 2175. Right. You know what I mean? Right. It's like, oh, I can't right. do all the things I can normally do. Right. You know? Right. So I wrote that. Um, I wrote another teen drama pilot. You know, I wrote, uh, dabbled in a short story a little mm-hmm, bit. Mm-hmm. I wrote a one act play. I wrote a Nashville spec because I love Lies, this is all last Nashville. year. All last year. See but what see, I'm this, about? this is what I love, though. Mm-hmm. Like, the show was over, but she wasn't like sitting there like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. She not only was writing mm-hmm. screenplays, but she was doing plays, yeah. writing different things, yeah. short stories, yeah. like just kind of branching out and doing other yeah. things. So. Anything. It's just, awesome. Yeah. 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 Because um, I, I, I wrote a Nashville spec because I love Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, love Nashville. And I take. I take strength from what Jeff said in the previous podcast because um, he talked about how he liked leverage. Mm-hmm. And when he trying to get on the show, they'd be like, oh, no, you're not right. You're not right. Mm-hmm. And so recently I had my agent look into Nashville like, hey, if they get brought back for season four, what, are they going to have any writing needs? And the right. initial answer is no, but I'm going to keep knocking on that door, yeah, right. you know, because I come love on, knock on the my show. Door. <laughs> love. You, can come, you can come fly by. Hey, how you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, that's, and that was just one of those things where you, you try and you, everyone uses the term network. I don't right. really like that word because right. that, that makes it sound like a mixer and people are there like, mm-hmm. oh, hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. And it's like, that's not my. Mm-hmm. my I don't. Yeah, I don't like that. Either. But I just try to meet people and make connections and. Going to events at the Writers Guild, like mm-hmm. I'm on the Women's Committee at the mm-hmm. Writers Guild, and that eventually led to my Z Nation job. Oh, know? did it? Yes. Well, you got to tell us okay. about okay. that. So, go. You know, I'm on the Women's Committee. Mm-hmm. You know, just contributing to meetings, talking about what events we're going to have. Same thing mm-hmm. any committee at the Writers mm-hmm. Guild does. You know, mm-hmm. you know, we're going to have this contest or we're going to have this panel. Blah blah blah. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I'm sitting there, and then there were a couple meetings where I had a, a lady sitting next to me. Her name is uh, Rissell Rosette. And, oh, Michelle, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Nice. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's sitting next to me, and we, you know, we t- chatted, whatever, and people kind of knew my background. They knew I was, you know, ex-Air Force, and I worked on Army Wives, and blah, mm-hmm. blah, and I'm, just, you know, still out here writing mm-hmm. and doing my thing. So unbeknownst to me, Rissell is married to the showrunner of Z Nation. What? Because they don't have the same last name. And I didn't find this uh... out until I got an email from her. She was like, hey, I want you to send your info to this producer. I was mm-hmm. like, okay, Rissell, whatever. And like, <laughs> right. you know, I'll send it, you know, big, no big deal. And I didn't know who the producer was, and, but I looked it up on um, IMDb. IMDb and I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, this person produces for Z Nation. I wonder okay. if Rissell has some connection to Z Nation. Mm-hmm. So I go in for the interview because they call me in and they're like... Good sign. That means they like yeah, your shit. Right. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I go in for the interview and with uh, Carl Schaefer, who's a showrunner for Z mm-hmm. Nation. And I go in and... Yeah, he's like, oh, yeah, my wife recommended it. I'm like, Rissell's your wife? I was like, y'all don't have the same last name. I don't, I'm, I'm, That's I'm hilarious. out of it here. Mm-hmm. You know? He's like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, oh, yeah, I was like, I know her from the writer's guild. She's yeah. like, oh, yeah, she said you'd be good. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, got the job. Wow. You know, I, didn't th- I didn't think I would because I'm a, I'm a sci-fi girl. Mm-hmm. I am not a zombie, vampire, horror. It's not my... <laughs> you got to leave my zombies house. alone, But that's part girl. of the world. It's part of the speculative umbrella. I mean, it's similar. But the it's, thing it's is, similar, the showrunner yeah. and his co-EPs... You know, they weren't either. They're, mm-hmm. I mean, Carl used to work on a show called The Dead Zone. One mm-hmm. of the co-EPs, Michael Kazik, worked on, you know, he worked on Farscape and he worked on, he's worked on a ton of sci-fi mm-hmm. shows, you know. So they all come from different backs. So even if, you know, I'm not a hardcore horror zombie person, that really wasn't what they were looking for sure. anyway. Well, that um, show isn't really hardcore zombie. It's light. It's a little, it, it's a, yeah. you know. And, 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 of course, it's produced by the people who do Sharknado. Mm-hmm. Um, so <laughs> you have that. Yes! <laughs> The asylum. The don't asylum. you? All right, yes. you people out there, don't be making fun of my Sharknado. Mm. That is like a national treasure. 
Mm-hmm. You need to like get with this classic. Well, <laughs> it was interesting coming to work because mm-hmm. we we were we had a conference room in their production mm-hmm. office, and there are sharks everywhere, like oh, really? rubber sharks with teeth and just <laughs> sharks hanging from the ceiling. I'm like. Wow, there are literally sh- and that they were is shooting B-level sh- perfection. They were doing part two? Or they what? were doing Sharknado 3. Oh, 3. Yeah yeah, 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 okay. So, um, yeah, so I started working on Z Nation, um, which was, again, I had to stretch my brain a little bit because not being a zombie person, mm-hmm. I had to go out and say, okay, what are some movies I can watch, some mm-hmm. books I can read? Let me mm-hmm. get, my, get in the right headspace. Mm-hmm. You know? And so I watched a lot of different things. And, um, you know, I think my... Script I turned in, I turned it in a couple weeks ago because mm-hmm. that room didn't. Because work. you were working on that for a minute. Huh? That, well, for the, for those people who don't know, can you just tell them what zombie uh, zombie nation is about? Oh, Z Nation. <laughs> okay, Z-Nation. sorry. Uh-huh. Um, so Z Nation is a show on Sci Fi Network. It's last, season one was aired the fall of last year, mm-hmm. so I got brought in for season two. Mm-hmm. Um, it is a I, I would describe it as a zombie road trip. We have a yep. core crew of people who have a mission to get someone who might potentially have the cure to the zombie virus to California. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, they, they pass through all these parts of America that you don't normally see. And the studios, or the network is really big on Americana and showing, hey, they're in Philadelphia, let's show the Liberty Bell. Right. Mm-hmm. Hey, they're in um, South Dakota, let's show the Mount Rushmore. Mm-hmm. That sort of thing. Mm-hmm. So it gives people in the flyover states who often get for- forgotten about, right. I think, something to latch onto in terms sure. of, oh, this is a show where they're passing through place where I live and right. so they go through Missouri and Illinois and they go through Texas and you know so yeah um, we do have a black female lead on the show mm-hmm. um, let's tell the people who it is Kalita Smith that's my girl phenomenal, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. my girl I yeah. told her she's gonna she's be a, a movie zombie, star she's a zombie, zombie killing mofo yeah, that's my girl <laughs> yeah. that's my girl um, yeah so and, and, and that didn't it didn't start out initially that way if you watch mm-hmm. season one mm-hmm. there's obviously a different lead who's mm-hmm. a little bit bigger name um, Tom Everett Scott mm-hmm. and then it's a zombie show, so I think you can figure out what happened. <laughs> I was shocked by that. I exactly. Was, oh, wow. And that's another thing about our show yeah. is, and this is something Kalita said to us in the writer's room mm-hmm. when she came in. She was like, I get the scripts, and I look, and I, I go to page 45 to see if I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> that's real talk. That's real. That's you you give her the script. She's like, let me just see if my name the shows actors up. don't know yeah. because we're, we're, it just, it's, whatever mm-hmm. happens, happens. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, you can have a, a, a someone you think is a main character. They're gone. I love shows like that. You know, you keep you on your. It toes. brings the tension so, so much. Yeah. And obviously, we don't have the budget of a Walking Dead. We mm-hmm. don't have the time of Walking Dead. Our writers' room is only ten weeks to try oh, and do wow. fifteen episodes. Okay, crazy. And then they, they, we shoot in Spokane, Washington. So they're shooting right now. Okay. And it's and so it's a lower budget show. Do you get to go or you don't get to go? So since like it's like I was just it's a lower budget show. Mm-hmm. So I, th- most of the writers are not getting to go okay. just because there's just not the money. Mm-hmm. So we, j- we sort of get paid for our writer's room work sure. and our script. And then, you know. Some see, shows, see, every see, show is different. It. Every show is different. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Whereas Army Wise was, it was a 20 week, I had a 20 week deal mm-hmm. and I was there the entire, you know, entire 20 weeks. And then I got to go on set in Charleston, mm-hmm. you know. With and, Jeff. Ain't that a bitch? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> with, and, but with, you know, Brooke Shields mm-hmm. and. You know, all these, all these people that have been on the show for, for forever. And mm-hmm. then some of the new characters, like Ashanti was brought on season seven, oh, okay. too. Mm-hmm. And Jesse McCartney was mm-hmm. on the show. He was lovely. Mm-hmm. Everyone was just lovely. And Brant Doherty, who ended up being on Dancing with the Stars. And he's so handsome. Like, mm-hmm. Oh, he's so great. <laughs> and, you know, me having that director's mind, too, it was great to be on set because I'm, mm-hmm. I'm just watching everything. Mm-hmm. I'm just sitting there like, oh, my gosh. Like, mm-hmm. they're running two cameras at one time. How am I ever going to do this? Mm-hmm. You know, it's like just trying to wrap my mind around it. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, Z Nation doesn't, doesn't work that way. Is a lower budget, so you pay for the writer's work, and then production kind of 
takes off on its own and not mm-hmm. all the writers get to go. So do they have like an on-set producer who just handles yeah. all that? Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. And the showrunner's up there a lot mm-hmm. um, for production. And he has a couple of right-hand men who are okay. writer-directors, too. We have mm-hmm. several writer-directors in our in our writer's room for Z Oh, Nation. interesting. But, you know, like I said, we don't have the Walking Dead money, so our show is a different in tone. Is mm-hmm. a different in tone. So it's more comedic, it's more gore, it's more like... We we call them what the fuck moments like mm-hmm. whoa 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 a zombie right. baby right you know what, yeah. what is that what is happening right like what is happening right now oh my god yeah so it builds you know and now that it's on Netflix because it aired on Sci Fi yep. this this past fall and now it's transitioned to Netflix and we're getting more people who are finding the show mm-hmm. like oh right which is, is good for you guys yeah, as writers yeah, too yeah and know? people are, people are hitting us up on Twitter like when season two is taking too long yeah. it's like there's a process here. Oh, we mm-hmm. don't Twitter folks. We don't play. It's like mm-hmm. when we latch yeah, onto a like, show, mm-hmm. we will tweet yeah. you like we know you. Like, because so uh, people, when's my DVD coming out? Because people binged on it on Netflix, yes. and now they're like, "Oh, we need more. We need yes. more." It's like, mm-hmm. well, hold on a minute, you know? Um, hey, hey mm-hmm. TV. The nature of TV watching has changed. Like, yeah. I am a yeah. huge binge watcher. Like, yeah, that you is be my done in the day. Yes, too, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Like, that's how we do it now. It's like yeah. I can watch. Like, you're just so into a show, and you know, I always get sad when our favorite shows, like The Walking Dead and stuff like that, they end. And you're just like, oh, God, what can I hang on to? Yeah. What yeah. can I binge watch now? So we're so. hoping that people, I mean, honestly, we talk about this in the rise room. We're like, okay, the people that walk, walk, like Walking Dead, maybe they're flipping through Netflix. They're like, oh, okay, what else is recommended? Oh, mm-hmm. Z Nation. Mm-hmm. And as long as you don't come at it with like, well, this isn't, the production quality isn't as good as Walking Dead. Roger, we know. <laughs> we know. We aren't trying to be uh-huh. the Walking Dead. We are trying to be. It's completely different. different. Yeah. Yeah. Completely yeah. different. So do you guys have like, do, do the writers tweet? Like I know like Sleepy Hollow and a couple of other shows, they like, when the episode comes on, do they tweet like with the fans or something like yeah, that? Yeah, I did for Army Wives. Yeah. I was all over Twitter, you mm-hmm. know, just tweeting and just so happy that my first episode of TV was mm-hmm. out there in the world right. and, and, my, and see your name written by Linnell White like mm-hmm. on people's screens like, mm-hmm. oh my god oh my god how yeah. exciting that was yeah so. it was very exciting mm-hmm. very exciting like the family watching too like it's on right now oh, and my mom was it? already a fan of the show oh. you know because she's you know she's a lifetime you know yes. like, whatever's, whatever's on lifetime she's gonna watch that's it that's my mother too mm-hmm. doesn't matter if doesn't it's matter, you know yeah. guy breaking in stabbing you to death <laughs> lifetime movie the it week. is tastefully <laughs> done and she's tastefully gonna watch it and she's gonna watch CBS up one side and down the other that's my 71 year old mother right who I love very much. Mm-hmm. I would not be where I am today if it weren't for her. Mm-hmm. I would not. So shout everything. out to Lynn's mom. Yeah, and Mother's Day is coming up. Reminder yes. to all you guys. Mm-hmm. Make yes. sure you yes. know, look out for moms. My yeah. goodness. So in the midst of working on this show, what are some other things you're working on now in terms of like feature films and stuff? What is so the pilot I'm working on now is um, very much a, like a fish out of water story. Mm-hmm. I'm a, bl- in a black female I love lead, those. Mm-hmm. and I'm gonna transport her. I don't want to give away too much, mm-hmm. but I'm going to put her in Wyoming, you know, okay. and it's like, hmm. how are you going to deal with Wyoming uh-huh. and this circumstance and you being probably the only black person in Wyoming? Mm-hmm. And it all comes from, you know, some of my fish out of water experiences. You know, I remember driving through Montana and Wyoming and I'm kind of like, I'm driving in my car because I'm, it's time when I was in the Air Force and I had, mm-hmm. I was driving to like some training or, or some other base I had mm-hmm. to go to for a reason. And I'm driving through these more sparsely populated areas. Mm-hmm. I'm like, okay, well, how will I be received when I get out of the car and out go in big sky country. to get, to get <laughs> yeah. food mm-hmm. or, you know, to get my gas? Like, how are these people going to look at me? Mm-hmm. You know, so I'm just sort of exploring that. There's also an element of talking about... So there's um, a little personal in there. Yeah, then. yeah. Okay. And that's why the outline is, is mm-hmm. just becoming, I'm wrestling this bear to the ground. Mm-hmm. You know? um, the outline has become kind of tough for me to get through because I'm just like, there's a lot of me and there's mm-hmm. some of me in here. Not right. a lot, but there's some of me in here. And it's also... You know, discussion about, you know, when she gets transported to Wyoming, there's some discussion about, 
the oil and gas industry because they're coming into these mm. these rural regions mm-hmm. and wanting to buy land yep. to do fracking or to do exactly. mining. And it's mm-hmm. and, and what's the end game with that? What mm-hmm. impact sure. is it having on the environment? Sure. So I'm exploring that in my pilot. Um, there are a couple features that I you know I always have like two or three things. I'm like okay after I'm done with this, then mm-hmm. I want to write this. So I mean there are a couple which are the good things. Right. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't know. Like I come across people like I don't have any ideas. I'm like I don't understand. I don't. I can't quite wrap <laughs> my mind understand. around that because yeah. I don't have enough time to get yes. all the stuff done I want to get done. Mm-hmm. So there's yeah. a couple features I want to do. One is my, you know, me being a female aviator and being black, Bessie Coleman. Oh, God, mm-hmm. yes. I, mean, I feel like, how have we not had a Bessie Coleman Agreed. movie? Yeah. You know, uh, and I, I pitched someone at Sundance, the, you know, the, mm-hmm. the idea, and she was kind of like, well, it's, some people have tried to do it and about three or four times. They've tried to do the movie, and I'm, I'm like, well, they I'm, haven't done it the way I But let me tell you a story. It. Yeah. yeah. Quick little story. So... Like, I know Lance Black, right, mm. who wrote Milk. <clears throat> and we used to sit at the same coffee shop while he wrote this script. And every day he'd be sitting there writing the script, and every weekend he'd be gone. And on Monday I'd be like, so how was San Francisco? And they'd be like, well, I just learned this. I just learned this. And one day we were sitting talking, I was like, don't you find it kind of weird you're writing this story? I mean, I'm glad you're writing it, but you know there's like three other scripts people are working on? He said, yeah. But nobody's going to do it the way I'm going to do it. Right, like, right, he was right, so right, confident. Yeah, right, and right. it made me get the confidence right. to write my Sylvester right, script. Because right, right. I kept being worried hearing stories that somebody right. was going to write it. Right. And I'm like, fucking write that script. Yeah, right. yeah. And so Find I'm the not, right producer and you'll get the right. deter me. Yes. Because I'm like, who else in, in Hollywood is, is, can write the Bessie Coleman story mm-hmm. better than I can? Someone who's been in the exactly. cockpit and has been in predominantly white male. Mm-hmm. I guess I'm attracted to... to, to, to Areas that are dominated by white males. I don't mm-hmm. know because I've, I've they're underdog from, stories. I've gone from well, I've, well, me personally, I've gone from being a, a black female pilot in the Air Force, which mm-hmm. I, I think I was like one of three or something I'm during sure. my time there, and then now I've jumped to Hollywood, and that's predominantly <laughs> still dominated one of three white mm-hmm. males. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the deal with me? Like, can I just you know, go, go no, I'm sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, yeah, what's going on with me? I don't know what it is. But it's, I, again, it goes back to me being that kid with the Empire Strikes Back lunchbox. Right. I like what I freaking like. Right. And, this is what I'm going to do. Right. So Bessie Coleman is one of them. There are a lot of, you know, there's, there's another female aviation story I want to tell mm. um, besides Bessie Coleman. Um, and people get caught up on Amelia Earhart and think she was the only one. Amelia Earhart, not the only one. There were mm-hmm. people before her and there were people after her that oh, really? run okay. circles around her. Right. And people know these stories. Right. Um, I, I wrote this science fiction one-act play, and I submitted it to one of the, your guests, the sci-fi oh, yeah, people. Yeah, sci-fi. Oh, yeah. yeah. And it got rejected, and that's okay. cool. Uh-huh. But, but at least I have a piece, right. you know? Mm-hmm. And I have something like trying to do sci-fi on stage. I'm like, huh, how can we do right. this? You know? What, right. How, I mean, because you don't have a lot of special effects, and you can't, mm-hmm. you know, you just have to, it has to be more internal, and mm-hmm. that's what I wrote. So I sent it to a theater company in St. Louis to them. It's like, okay, let's see, let's see what they want to do with right, it. Right, You know, right. if they ever, you know, want to, you know, because I have a relationship with them, it's like, Maybe they'll do it. Right. I don't know. But right. at least, you know, and mm-hmm. again, I've learned, that was one thing I learned in that year mm-hmm. after Army Wives is like, rejection, deal with it. Right. Deal with it. Deal with it. It's right. going to come. It, it goes to everybody. I mean, Ava, Ava DuVernay. DuVernay. Mm-hmm. Um, did I say her last name wrong? We DuVernay. all pronounce it different. I say okay. DuVernay, but DuVernay. yeah. Okay. She probably got the Creole version. <laughs> she probably wrote <laughs> it wrong. Like, was it? <laughs> well, Ava D. People oh, forget yeah. she was an MC She's too. Ava yeah. Everybody, yeah. When you say Ava, everybody knows who you're talking yeah. about. So she was at, I highly recommend anyone who has, please seek out her South by Southwest keynote address. Okay, okay, that she just did. It was like maybe, I don't know, two or three weeks. I saw it. I haven't clicked on it yet, but mm-hmm. I saw it. Yeah. She talks about how she was rejected from Sundance Labs. What? 
like five, six times. What? Yes. Yeah. She lays it out there. And to hear her say that, and also to hear someone like Jeff Thorne say, mm-hmm. I, they, th- this didn't want me, that mm-hmm. didn't want me, I have so many rejections. I, you know what I did? I started an inbox on my little Gmail to the side called Rejections. And every time I get one, I just, I just put it in that box. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Just get a closer. I did a thing. I looked up things of people who were, got famous after they died. So Kafka. Mm-hmm. Told his friend to burn everything that I wrote because nobody gets me. And if his friend had burned everything he wrote, we wouldn't have the term Kafka. Interesting. Right. Um, the guy that wrote um, Confederacy of Dunces, his mother oh did that. Oh my God, yes. Mm-hmm. Years mm-hmm. After he they, they've been trying mm-hmm. to get that thing on film. Yeah. Pulitzer Prize. He yeah. sat in his mother's basement writing that and just, this is crap. And she begged people, can you please? He's dead. Can that you? book is freaking hilarious. And so you're looking at <laughs> yeah. the failure and it's like, yeah. oh my God, yeah. they're dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, that was their part of their DNA. They yeah. had to do it. Mm-hmm. No matter if they got turned down. Yeah. They had to. But at least I'm putting content out in the universe. Better to get the, re- the rejections than, than, you know, not be doing anything. Right. Sure. And, I mean, so she was, so Ava was rejected from Sundance last multiple times. She wasn't even the first director they went to, to, to for Selma. She was right. like a third or fourth. Right. Yeah. Oh, so interesting. Yeah. So I mean, you learning all, you this, all this. I'm stuff, about to watch that now. You hear yeah. all this stuff and you're like, well, okay. if she's, I mean, and. You know, and then Sundance rejected her so you know so multiple times for the labs, mm-hmm. but then twenty I think it was twenty twelve Middle of Nowhere where mm-hmm. she was you know got Did all herself. the awards. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. you Did know. So, just, so she you know, basically never got in, but still made a movie. Right, then that exactly, got in. exactly, exactly. Oh, okay, exactly, okay, exactly. Yeah. Um, you know, if you look at the creator of Mad Men, Matt Weiner, mm-hmm. yes. Seven years to yes. get that show mm-hmm. on the air. Nobody wanted it. Mm-hmm. People pitied him when it went to AMC. People were like, "Oh, because <laughs> 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 AMC wasn't." Oh, is that even a real? Movie? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, sorry for you. And look at it. You know, so you just don't know. So you just have to. AMC like, is a new HBO on TV. Okay, it okay. is exactly. Really? And so, but at the time when he, his pilot was shooting for Mad Men, people were like, "Oh, what is that AMC?" Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, so yeah. you just never know. You just have to. Like be persistent and keep mm-hmm. at it and don't give up and mm-hmm. just believe in yourself to belief and just keep going forward. Absolutely. You know? So mm-hmm. yeah. Absolutely. Um, You're right. One step at. away from your breakthrough. Don't give up. <laughs> <laughs> keep going. And how many times do you hear about people like oh, I had my bags packed, I was ready to leave, and then I got staffed. You know, it's like you just mm-hmm. never know. It's, it's never almost know. like I was talking to um, my partner Scott the other day about about suicide and how. Um, I was, we were watching something and somebody was talking about how, you know, like 10 minutes ago I wasn't feeling good and all of a sudden I just got up and went to the bathroom and came out and I was like, eh, I'm okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? And it's like, that's the how I feel about yeah. people who try to commit suicide. Yeah. It's like if you just waited another five minutes, right. maybe right. you would have snapped out of that funk. Yeah. You know well, what the, I mean? This segues into something. Here's another thing I discovered in that year where I was writing and just kind of like getting rejected and not getting meetings, da, da, da. I have this lovely meditation center in my neighborhood over in Los Feliz. Okay. Mm. And so, I, I mean, I highly recommend any writers, creative people, you have to quiet your mind. Um, if you can do it once a day, but do it a couple times a week. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I found that my brain opened up so much once I start, after I started meditating okay. on a regular, like once or twice a week. Um, and just like shut it down. Mm-hmm. Shut it down, let it recharge. And then go back out, and then you'd be amazed at the ideas that'll mm-hmm. come to you. Right. The the new like that scene you've been struggling with, like I don't know what we're gonna do about mm-hmm. the scene. It's just don't work on. Rip it out of the script. <laughs> Easy. Mm-hmm. Go meditate. 
go do some yoga, then yeah. or walk, and then come back to it. Well, we talked no, about that one episode w- yeah. with Kevin. It's like sometimes mm-hmm. walking or walking on the beach or just something just just to, change like, the location. Yeah, and you not even I mean? just let your mind wander yeah. and do what's going to do, and you can be so yeah. creative. My problem mm-hmm. is when I do try to meditate. That's when I get my best ideas. Yeah. I when get I'm those not too. like I'm trying to get my mind quiet, and all of a sudden that's when it opens up. I get those too, and then I'm just like, okay, I got to move that to another part of the brain, save that. But yeah, thank you for showing up. But I need to do this right now. I have a lot of revelations when I'm meditating sometimes. So that has helped. Um, Yeah, and just trying. I mean, don't get. I get. I see some people that get so focused on the writing, and I gotta, I gotta get staffed. I gotta get staffed. 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 It's like, can you like? Maintain your fitness. Can you <laughs> get your body right? Can, yeah. Can you? Can you? I mean, you know, there are other things, like, and maintain your relationships with people, and mm-hmm. have a. And also, if you're so stuck on writing, 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 have a life outside of writing. That's sure. one of the things I tell people too. I was like, that's what helped me get my job. It was mm-hmm. like I had a, you know, expansive life. Like this is my second career. You know, coming into this, you know, Hollywood TV writer thing. Mm-hmm. Um, have other things outside. Well, let's talk about into. that real quick, you know, because um, I'm always interested because you pretty much, let's say you was, you live like three or four months out of town and you're here for the rest yeah, of it. Yeah, yeah. How do you, how do you do that? Let's talk about how, I mean, Paul Guillaume is my hero, mm-hmm. by the way, because yeah, he has St. Louis <laughs> ties the same way I have St. Uh-huh. Louis ties. Um, and he's not, like, have you met him? I have not. I'll hook you up. What's up, Paul? How you doing? But he's my hero. Like, I follow him on Twitter, and Mm -hmm. um, I kind of teased him, too, because he had mentioned how he was doing you guys a seminar, Mm -hmm. and I'd said on Twitter, oh, I'm not going to be there. I'm going to be in St. Louis. And Paul was like, what? (laughs) Who's going to St. Louis without me? I was like, all right, well, Paul, I'll be thinking of you when I'm eating these ribs. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I did see that. I did see that. Yeah, 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 yeah. These world-famous ribs at Pappy's Smokehouse, you know, over in St. Louis. And then I I went out and got ribs while I was there. I just came back from St. Louis. And I sent Paul. Picture of my rib plate, oh, see? and he didn't respond. So I'm thinking Paul's done with me. Paul's like, no. I'm done with this chick. He was writing his last script oh, last okay. week. So yeah. Well, yeah. I, I was like, ooh, no response. He might be upset about the rib picture I sent him. You know that? No. Like, um, she don't send me a picture of ribs. Yeah, it's the balance. I mean, I definitely try and make sure I'm here for staffing season, or when I know there's something that I'm definitely interested in, mm-hmm. I will make sure I'm in town. But um, yeah, I have a house in St. Louis that I check up on. I have someone renting it from me right now. Uh-huh. Um, and of course, I have my reserve commitments because I am still an Air Force reservist. Yeah, so that's, that's what I was yeah. going to get you. How do yeah. you maneuver? Yeah, so, but my unit is really good in terms of, um, you know, I, I make my schedule. It's, it's, I'm what's called an individual, uh, individual mobilized augmentee. And that's a fancy word for saying I'm a reservist who comes in and helps the active duty mm-hmm. when they want to go on vacation or when they want to, oh, you okay. know, um, or when they are undermanned, I come in and I help them. Do you just have to do like a certain amount of hours a year? Yeah, or so I have or? to do 36 days a year is what I'm at oh, that's right not now. Bad. Yeah, so okay. it, it's. About, what month have you found is the best time to do that for you? Um, I'll go for like a week. Like sometimes I'll go for like a week. I, like I went in a week in January. I went for two weeks this past April. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I just spread it out throughout the year, oh, okay. and so that. So I'm you not, don't have to be there for like a whole two no, months, or no, no, okay. Unless I want to be, you know. Okay, I yeah. mean, because that's another source of income for me. Yeah. Because um, I'm a major, about to be lieutenant colonel in mm-hmm. the Air Force, and All that's, right, that's, girl. that's a decent All paycheck. Right, lieutenant wow. colonel. Yeah. All right. So that's that's not, and plus I get so much. Oh man, I get so much satisfaction out of my job, mm-hmm. which is I don't, you know, I'm not doing the flying thing anymore because that's a really time-consuming process. You want to mm-hmm. talk about 
um, being stuck out for a month or two mm-hmm. in God mm-hmm. knows where because something's jumped off. You right. Know, that's not something I can really do right now with the writing career. Because mm-hmm. I got I to gotta do TV. I can't be. <laughs> I can't be in Saudi Arabia. I, I, I can't, you know. <laughs> I got a show to write. I can't be in, in, in Doha. Okay. This ain't going to work. So, um, so now I do a desk job, and which, you know, they hire a lot of ex-pilots to do this job, mm-hmm. which is basically, I just plan the missions. I plan all, you know, I work at a place where it's called the Tanker Airlift Control Center. It's a fancy name for, for what we do is we work for the Department of Defense and we move their stuff. We move okay. their people and we move their cargo by air. Okay. So what I figure out is, okay, you have a plane that needs to leave Charleston and then deliver in uh, Bagram. Here, here's the process it needs to go through. Here are the countries mm-hmm. we need to talk to. Here's my, how much fuel it's going to need. I just do all the planning. All right. I do all the logistics. Logistics, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and what's gratifying is when I was there this past week, people are talking about Nepal. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how are we going to get a C-17? And I just heard on NPR, they got a C-17 on the ground in Nepal. I'm like, those are my boys. Mm-hmm. That's how it's doing our job. Mm-hmm. So shout out to my TACC. See, this all right. Let, let me ask you a question about how do you use your background yeah. to help you in writing? Right. I find that fascinating because, like, just listening to you talking about logistics yeah. reminds me of the short films and web series and things that you've done before. Yeah. And you're in charge. Right. You right. have to handle all those yes. different departments pretty much. I mean, because when I did my short films, and I, I probably will never do this again, mm-hmm. I was director, producer, writer, craft mm-hmm. service. I mean, I was casting. I was mm-hmm. doing everything myself because mm-hmm. I'm in St. Louis and I don't have much money. You have Uncle I, Hilliard down. You don't need to do all that. Yeah. You have Uncle Hilliard down. <laughs> so, you know, I'm, I'm doing 15 different things, but again, mm-hmm. having a mind that can organize and, mm-hmm. and figure things out and, and delegate to mm-hmm. where I need to, need to um, that helps too. You know, mm-hmm. and that, again, yeah, that comes from military background, I guess. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I've met some people in the military that don't have that. I'm kind of like, how do you even survive? Mm-hmm. But, but see, I'm just saying, I think, I think that your background helps you. Yeah. You know, the organization, oh, sure. the repetition. And it, helps, it helps me get my butt in the writing seat every day, sure. too. Because I make, these little, I make these little yeah. deals with myself, too. Like, I had one on Friday. Mm-hmm. Linnell, you cannot go see Avengers until you get Act 4, this outline done. All right, sit your butt in the seat, mm-hmm. get it oh, freaking done. like me. You I, have to. Yeah. You have to. I had a deal mm-hmm. yesterday. You cannot watch the Pacquiao Mayweather fight until you finish Really? Yeah. You know, so uh-huh. this has to be done. And if mm-hmm. it's not done, you don't get to go. Oh. So, yeah, I have a lot of internal, a yeah. lot of internal discipline. That's yeah. good. Um, but, I mean, I'm type A, mm-hmm. you know, kind of organized, mm-hmm. control, and I have to let go of some of that sometimes, sure. which is something I'm working on. Mm-hmm. Because it's like, you're going to work with other people who are type B. You're going to be in the writer's room with people who are like, that their mind doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. And you have to be okay with it. And mm-hmm. you have to be able to compromise and meet them halfway you know and not just the old me honestly the mm-hmm. old me would be like you know what's a, you know, like I would attack them you know oh, like yeah. you're wrong and I'm right it's like mm-hmm. no there's several ways to skin this cat sure. you know um, that's maturity too yeah it comes know? with age I'm, again yeah. I'm not in my 20s trying to break in mm-hmm. I'm you know, older, mm-hmm. you know, like I'm grown. I, yeah. I've been through a lot of planes, bitches, deal. But it's, okay. Yeah. But it's important to me too, to like, I don't have any unfinished scripts. Mm-hmm. I, I meet people all the time. Like oh, I got to act two and I just, I lost, I just stopped and I moved mm-hmm. back on. And I keep seeing those people. Corey Mandel. Oh, we see them all the Corey time. Corey Mandel calls them writer zombies. He has an excellent okay. blog on his, on his, okay. um, if you know who Corey Mandel is, mm-hmm. he teaches at UCLA and uh, he has his own writer's workshop here in town. Mm-hmm. Yes, mm-hmm. yes, mm-hmm. and I've been meaning. I've been meaning to go. I've been meaning to. Um, <laughs> well, you can come to the hangar. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know what he talks about? He calls them writer zombies, and these people you see out at these panels and events, 
And they walk around, oh, I'm a writer, I'm a writer. Oh. <laughs> it's like, well, and I, I, there's one lady, I'll call her Becky. And mm. I see Becky at a lot of different That's events. Hilarious. And I'll say, hey, Becky, how's your script coming? Oh, I haven't really worked on it. You know, I saw a lot of them, I mean, at that staff, that staffing season is oh, yeah, now yeah, event yeah. at the Writers mm-hmm. Guild. I saw Becky there, you know, oh, and I'm really? kind of like, she's at everything. And, but, yeah. she, but instead of going to these panels, sit home and do your writing, finish your work. Because all these panels are going to tell you is that you need to have a finished script. Sometimes people come to these panels thinking, oh, this, I'm going to catch the eye of the showrunner and I'm going to wow them and they're just going to hire me even though, I, even though I haven't, haven't finished my script. Not how it works. Finish your work. Yeah. <laughs> stay home. You Because you, you ain't even ready. Becky, stay home. Well, what yeah, difference exactly. does it make? Yeah. Because no one's going to hire you with an unfinished script Nobody. when you need to be on a network show and be able to get yeah. it done in, in a week or two. You, right. know? So you, just don't, you haven't shown that you have the internal motivation and discipline. Right. Becky, oh, put the keys let's, down, Let's talk Becky. about hustle for just a quick <laughs> second. We're about to wrap it up. Let's talk about the hustle muscle, which when Ben Cordo was talking about. I love that, the hustle muscle. You said something interesting to me because I'm on three committees yes. at the Writers Guild. Yes. One of them, my favorite one, why should I put it out there? Fuck it, I'm gonna put it out there. Okay. Because that's just who I am. Yeah. Um, is the education committee, which okay. Jeff Mulvoin runs. Yeah. We have a meeting on Tuesday night. Matter of fact, you mm-hmm. need to bring your little ass in there. Um, <laughs> he, he's on me. Yeah, you can go. <laughs> I know. You know. I know. I know. And <laughs> now, but here's the interesting thing. Here's what I like about you. And here, this is interesting. You were talking about how you ended up joining the Women's Committee, which uh-huh. is one of the po- most powerful committees there. They have big events, you know, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And just so happened you're sitting right next to, yeah. you know, somebody who happens to be the, the wife to one Did of these Did not pop- know, yeah. But they noticed. Yeah. They probably have been noticing for a while. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because I'm getting that. Because now, for instance, um, they're, they're, they're going to do a podcast at the Writers Guild. Awesome. And I helped the, them sub- subcommittee put it together. So at some point we're having a meeting and we were, we always, everything has to be talked about in the whole room and Jeff, you know, he, he doesn't do it. So it's where it's his word and that's what we do. He lets us all agree or not, which I know, you Mm -hmm. know what he does. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And, um, so some people were like, well, I'm not sure and blah, 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 blah. And Jeff says, well, wait a minute. We got Hilliard here in the room. He's got one of the best shows out there. And I looked at him like, I didn't even know you listened to my damn right, show. Right, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Isn't that sneaky? He's like, oh, of course. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah. I had no idea. Right, and right. and um, so what I'm saying is sometimes that hustle muscle of being in the right place yeah. and being being. Uh, being ready. A prof- being a professional at all times. Yes, right. Even when stuff is breaking down and getting really mm-hmm. unprofessional, sure. wherever you are, because I've seen instances of that in, in maybe in different, in different rooms or different venues where things are getting real unprofessional, mm-hmm. still rise above and be a professional, that will get you noticed too. Sure. Um, sure. Yeah. 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 But anyway, so I just thought that was interesting. So I'm, I'm just always yeah. trying to encourage people, you guys who are in the Writers Guild, yeah. We don't work our butts off to get in the Writers Guild to not be a part right. of what's going on there. I'm I don't understand I'm that. I'm so interested in the Guild. I mean, for me, I've never been in a union, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, just So I, to, when I joined the Guild, I was like, what is this about? And, and how can I contribute? And what can mm-hmm. I do? And so I went to Candidates Night. I will, say, I will put this out there right now. Candace Knight was so underattended, it made me sick. Wow, really? You, you know, because you remember, we were bo- voting for the mm-hmm. board members. This wasn't too long ago, maybe mm-hmm. six to seven months ago. Mm-hmm. And they had free food mm-hmm. and free drinks. And all you had, to, and so, and each of the candidates afterwards, after you got your free food and free drinks, writers, mm-hmm. you got to then hear <laughs> what each person had to say. Mm-hmm. They had three minutes, they could stand up and say, here's why I'm running for the board, here's what I'm going to do. And it was so enlightening. Um, Chernold Ed- Edwards ran. Chernold, yeah, mm-hmm. she's on tomorrow. Okay, on, our, awesome, on our new awesome, episode, awesome. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, she ran, and I love her presentation. Mm-hmm. I voted for her. She's a beast. Yeah, she is. She's a beast. So I just and now she's on Sleepy Hollow. Yeah, did you see that picture oh. that tweeted her in the room? Sleepy wow, Co-EP. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Wow. 
So that's that's great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I was amazed that more people didn't take capitalize on opportunity to come here. Who are the people you, instead of just pencil whipping the ballot when it comes in your mailbox mm-hmm. to go to actually go to the guild, see the person face to face, hear what they're about, mm-hmm. get some snacks. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was a great evening, and there were empty seats there, and I'm mm-hmm. like, what is going on? Mm-hmm. Just stick me or in your purse next time. The other, <laughs> since I'm on the subject, DC Fontana, who was a woman writer on Star Trek. Mm-hmm. People don't know that there were women, women writers on Star sure. Trek. There weren't many. And she, you know, I don't, I don't think her name change became as a result of being a woman during the 60s trying to write on a sci-fi show, but I'm sure it had something to do okay. with it. The, the initial thing yeah, right. probably had something to do with it, although right. she didn't really confirm that. But I was amazed. There were empty seats at that event. Mm-hmm. I was like, I was dying to hear what this woman had mm-hmm. to say. She was. She's someone who worked with Gene Roddenberry. She mm-hmm. worked on Star Trek, which mm-hmm. started a franchise, right. which is still going on to mm-hmm. this day. Right. Mm-hmm. And there were empty seats in there. I'm just like, but that staffing season event, people. It was. Well, I helped them put, the, it put was, it together. It was not enough seats. People were sitting on the floor. People were standing in the standing yeah. room only. Yeah. There were no seats because yeah. everybody wants to be on staff. Yeah. But no, nobody's willing to do the work to get on the staff. Yeah. They all are right. thinking, like you said, yeah. I'm going to show up to this event, and we'll say. Please, because I'm part of please almost every approach. panel in there. I'm part of the, the right. subcommittee. Right. And so do we always say, please do not right. rush them at the end of it and give them your... Right. I still see people going, you know, trying yeah. to hand people yeah. their scripts. And I'm like, well, what the fuck? You don't need to hire me going to just slap it up at the head. Like, did you yeah. not hear yeah. him say? Yeah. You, expected- you guys are in the guild and <laughs> yeah. you're acting. And again, be a professional even when... Things yeah, are being yeah. unprofessional. So exactly. me, when I see that, I'm like, I'm not going to be like one of those people that's no. trying to hand a script yeah, to no. Javier uh, Griot, mm-hmm. Mark Swatch. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. That's his name, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm not gonna, I'm, that's not what I'm going to no. do. Especially yeah. when someone told you not to do it. That makes you a writer zombie. Yeah, okay. <laughs> that's a writer zombie. That's a writer zombie. Even if you're functional. Yeah. You're a fucking... Yeah, exactly. Okay, exactly. You're a writer zombie. That's funny. Yeah. That's There's funny. one thing I want to uh-huh. share sure, with the readers that I brought. You know, I didn't prepare a whole lot for this uh, podcast. but um There's a woman named Cheryl Strayed. She wrote a book called Wild. And okay. then it got made into a, a movie, movie with yeah. Witherspoon, et cetera. Mm-hmm. Before she was a, you know, an A-list writer selling millions of books, she made a living um, uh, answering like a, like a Dear Abby type column on the internet. Okay. But she, she went by the name of Sugar. So she had a pseudonym. <laughs> so people would write into Sugar and say, oh, I got a problem with this. I got a problem with that. So one lady writes in and she's 26 and she's trying to be a writer. And she's like, oh, I'm having issues. And no one's liking my stuff. And I'm depressed. And da, 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 da. She goes on and on and on. Mm-hmm. And so Cheryl Strait as Sugar writes back to her the following, <clears throat> giving her advice on you know, being a woman and trying to write, blah, blah, blah. The unifying theme is resilience and faith. The unifying theme is being a warrior and a motherfucker. (laughs) It is not fragility. It is strength. It's nerve. And if your nerve deny you, as Emily Dickinson wrote, go above your nerve. Writing is hard for every last one of us, straight white men included. (laughs) Coal mining is harder. Do you think miners stand around all day talking about how hard it is to mine for coal? They do not. They Mm. do it. They simply Mm -hmm. dig. Mm -hmm. So write. Not like a girl. Not like a boy. Write like a motherfucker. Damn. And, and so those are Cheryl Strange's words. Okay. Yeah. That's the, I love that's that. the yeah. thing. Like, yes. yeah. Write like a motherfucker. Yes. Yeah. And they have, if you want to buy that's a mug, if you want to buy a talk. mug that says write like a motherfucker, what? you they can go to the, the rumpus.net. Okay. R-U-M-P-U-S.net. Yes. Or a t-shirt or whatever. Mm-hmm. I can't have that to work around the little people, but I can have it around but the can But I can put it on my desk. I mean, since I saw this, I was like, that's my mantra. Even yeah, the thing I'm wrestling it. with right, right now, yes. like, right, like a motherfucker. I love that. Like, just it's do, like, do it's the damn like, thing. It's kind of like um, the the word I gave for for um, 
um, Lisa, because I was, you know, jokingly, I would say this bitch over here, and I'm like, cinephile bitch. Okay. Yeah. That's her. Yeah. 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 That's what's up. So yeah. on that note, yes. thank you very much, No, Linnell. thank you for having yes. me. I know, it's, I know you've been asking for a while. I'm so glad I found nah, that's I know. It's like, is she ever going to come? Oh, <laughs> of course I am. I was just, and I was text, just, like, she's coming. Like, oh, okay, yay. <laughs> I was just um, busy, like, trying to get my Z Nation script done mm-hmm. and turned in and get my mind in the zombie apocalypse, which was kind of crazy. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, stretching some muscles I didn't have. I'm so glad I did. I'm a better yeah. writer for it now. Good, good. Going into this kind of, you know, horror scene where people are biting, biting and the blood. De- and the deliciousness of it all. Yes. It. Everywhere. Mm. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. That's, that, that was kind of preoccupying me for a while, mm. but now that's behind me. I'm like, oh, okay. Oh, there you go. Yeah. That's we have to live tweet when your episode come on. Like, hey, I will. Hey, I yeah, will. Let us know. That way we can get I'm our- excited about yeah. it. When's the new season start, by the way? Oh, we haven't gotten a premiere. Da- oh, I shouldn't have sighed like that. We haven't gotten a premiere <laughs> date, um, but it's, it'll be this fall. I okay, think they're yeah. thinking end of August, maybe. Okay. Ooh, the show does. The show did pretty well for sci-fi. It the did. First time around. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was always yeah. talking about it and blasting yeah. it, you mm-hmm. know. But oh, Kalita's cool. my girl, so I'm always yeah. trying to promote yeah. her. Yeah, she's so, yeah. she's great. Mm-hmm. She's great. She mm-hmm. she. We did a play together, like really nineteen. 19- Hundreds. <laughs> well, I don't believe that because Kalita doesn't look old enough to be. No, I know she's a vampire, possible. probably. Oh, yeah, she was possible. gorgeous then, too. Yeah. Uh-huh. And we yeah. used to just sit and talk and sit and talk and because we didn't go on for like a while. Then right. we'd go on. Right. And I'd be like, girl, you know you're going to be a star. She's like, oh, yeah. I don't know. And then well, she, she got um, yeah. Bernie Mac like right. two or three yes. years later. Yes. yes. Yeah. And now she's on our show and they're shooting in Spokane, Washington right now. Wow. So nice. That's where they shoot it. Mm-hmm. Well, I thought they were in Canada because of asylum. It, you know, shit, it's you know? Clo- I mean, close to Canada. I mean, it kind of looks like Canada because okay. it's a lot of pines and mm-hmm. out in the middle of nowhere. But they use Spokane in the past for so many different yeah. other okay. locales. We'll get it in. But yeah. I think after season two, they've talked about, all oh, right, if we do a season three, we're going to move the show because we're kind of shot Spokane out. Like, you oh, can't, okay. yeah, you know, yeah. there's only, only, only so much you can shoot here True. before it starts to look like the same. True. Right. It's like, True. oh, that's from, that's from season yeah. one. Yeah. Let's you know? so, see, our fans were like watching. Every detail, every nuance. They do. Yeah. They do. They People in, are fans yes. are die hard, yeah. especially yes. with the internet. Yeah. So look, mm-hmm. thank you very much, Linnell. We yeah, appreciate thank having you. you. Thank you. You're my sister, and I love you, and I'm proud of you. <laughs> and um, that's what's up. So where can people find you at? Uh, I'm on Twitter, at Linnell White, and I'll spell that L-Y-N-E-L-L-E-W-H-I-T-E. That's what's up. You want yeah. to, you don't want, that's it? Um, I'm also on Facebook. Um, is that more like family, friends, stuff like no, that? No, no. Facebook is anybody because I don't really put too much personal stuff on okay, I, cool. I kind of use it like, hey, why, look out for this or hey, right. I'm doing this or mm-hmm. whatever. Um, so yeah, I, I, I'm not a big social media person, but I'm doing, but Twitter is actually the better way to reach me. Because you know, it's less characters. Right like, eh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I ain't got to spend all day. Facebook um, be there all day. Like, nah, nah. nah. I, used to, <laughs> I used to have a website back in the day, but I haven't kept it up since like 2010. So oh, I know. Not, I have a WordPress. There. I can't get <laughs> time for that. Um, but yeah, Z Nation's on Netflix. Mm-hmm. Season one's on Netflix. Check mm-hmm. that out and then look for season two this fall. And That's what's up. I'll have an episode in there where they go to Mexico. Yes. <laughs> oh, you got to definitely tweet us for that one. I had to get on there and get on to people like, everybody, we got to watch your episode. Come on, tweet, oh, yeah. tweet, tweet, live tweet. Mm-hmm. We're live tweet it. So where are you at, Lisa Lisa Cold Jam? Uh, I'm on Twitter. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she used to say something bad about it, so now she's embraced it. Oh, she's, no, she used to talk about how people, I, if you unfollow me, you know I know what, who you don't are. <laughs> you know what? Well, I'm so careful around that follow button when I'm on Lisa's page. I'm like, whoa, don't no, get unfollowed because no, no, no. she knows. No one has followed me for like, unfollowed me for like months. Really? Yeah. So I think people have finally realized, okay, she's who she says she uh-huh. is and they've, got, they've, they've gotten uncomfortable with me. So mm-hmm. they've you accepted. Some, you tweet some good stuff. Though, well, too. I, I tweet 
lot of stuff, and a lot of it, like, pretty much what I tweet out there is what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, that's me tweeting. I'm not a baller yet, where, like, people tweet <laughs> stuff for you, but uh, usually that's me tweeting on there. But, uh, yeah, you can find me on there. You can also find me on Bitchflix um, if you want to read some of my film reviews that come from a feminist perspective, intersection, all that great stuff. And um, you can catch my latest short story, Three Voices, on Uncanny Magazine. It comes out uh, May 5th, so by the time this airs, it should be out. And if you can't afford it, you can wait until June 2nd when it comes online for free, <laughs> if you must. <laughs> That's hilarious. And I'm your host, Hilliard Guest, and uh, you can find me on Twitter, at Hilliard Guest. Shut up, Lisa. I didn't say anything. Uh, you was thinking it. I was, not, I was, was thinking, thinking I drink some water right now. I was not. <laughs> she always teased me because I, I say not Twitter. Because it sounds British. <laughs> Twitter. Twitter. And some tea and crumpets. I would say Twitter if I was doing it like that. And um, you can also find us, uh, our show, Screenwriters RR, on Twitter. Um, also, um, if you guys have anything, you guys want to email us or anything like that, screenwritersrantroom at gmail.com. Uh, special thank you again for our man Kevin Killebrew for sitting in with us, just hanging out with us today. We love you. Thank you. Look at him thinking he all cool and shit. He just loves hanging out with us. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, again, special, special shout out to a couple of you guys, you countries out there. I mean, I'm sure I should be doing this for a lot of the top states, but y'all, my fuck is already here. Y'all know who y'all are. Mm-hmm. You know, New York, Chicago. Miami, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? San Francisco, yeah. my cousins. Yeah. Um, but special, special shout out, Japan. Been there. England, been there. of course. You ain't been nowhere. She's been she everywhere. She, like she flew over there. Every time. She's like, I flew over there. <laughs> um, um, Japan, I think I just said. Mm-hmm. Um, actually, um, um, Lithuania. I'm still always surprised. I have not every, been week, Lithuania. every week we couldn't get more numbers in Lithuania. I need to go Australia, Lithuania. France, Brazil. Wow. Brazil's a big one. Mm-hmm. Brazil's number three. Thank y'all, Brazil. We love y'all. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, England's number number two. Um, Canada's number four. So that's what's up. Um, so I'm gonna give you. That's about it. Oh, South Africa. Gotta give you all because you guys are always out there. So with that, we appreciate it. We love y'all. Y'all know what to do <laughs> on this show. <laughs> what, and, what, and what with that? <laughs> just giggling over here. <laughs> on this show, yes. we, we keep it street. What we do. We keep it opinionated. Uh-huh. And we keep it what? 2015. 2015. Yeah. Ciao, people. Peace, y'all. Bye. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the ramp room. Tongues won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We here to kill it. You tuning into the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. Yeah, I hope that you ready. We entering in the zone soon. We on a grown shit. Welcome to the ramp room. Uh, that's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs>